Welcome everyone to Authentic as Fog podcast. My name is San. I'm a marketer and I'm a storytelling coach. And in this podcast, I work with people in my community, Night Owl Nation, to kind of help them, coach them through marketing, branding, and storytelling. So today we have Rebecca from Rebecca B Coaching. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, son. Thanks for having me here. I'm very happy to be here. Awesome. Thank you for being here. So let's start with um, kind of your story, what you do, where you're from, and then we'll just, just jump right into questions after that. That sounds good. Okay. So I live in Atlanta, Georgia. I actually grew up in Florida, but was born in New York, not too far from New York City. So I've been up and down. And all over the East Coast. Uh, all up and down the East Coast. <laughs> I'm much happier further south. I'm much warmer down here. Um, and I'm a body, mind, healing, and business coach. I work with particularly leaders. Um, and lately, it seems like mostly people in the healing uh mental health, wellness world. Uh, I'm helping healers heal, basically. And um, interestingly, yeah, therapists are my uh, growing part of my client base, and I'm helping them heal their limiting beliefs, become uh, a new version of themselves in order to build a business, uh, start a course, write the book, all of those things. So I'm really kind of at, at the intersection between body, mind, healing and business. And I've developed a, a curriculum, a set of skills that is sort of at the finish line of the healing journey. It's everything your therapist wishes you were doing with respect to talking between the body and the mind to heal. Um, and it's really action oriented, which is why I think the healing and the business goes so well together. Got it. And uh, what's your... Uh... Question. So, or what, question, what do you want to work on today? What do you want to? What do I want to work on? Um, it's kind of one is a more tactical, specific set of questions, um, and the other is more zoomed out. So, do you have a preference for if I start in in the details or more zoomed out? Yeah, let's start like high level, and then kind of we'll dial in as we go. Okay. Okay. So, high level, just my intro, right? Um, I would love to get support around just talking about what I do in a way that feels good and, and authentic. Right. And isn't confusing. I feel like it takes me a thousand years to explain what the heck I do. Yeah. So like (laughs) if I say, Hey, what do you do? Well, if I I met you at a party and I, I say, Hey, nice to meet you. It's just casual conversation. Hey, so what do you do? What do you say? I would say I'm a healing coach like, like that, but I would be, I would, I feel like I'm leaving out the piece that once we do enough healing, the people that I work with, they always want to create something. And mm-hmm. so I started to create the infrastructure to help them build a business or a course or a book. So one because... of the things that I always work with, talk to my clients about, number one, is not what you do, mm-hmm. but who you serve, like specifically, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. also even you can even go more specific from there. So for example, the first step is um, who do you serve in terms of, for example, you know, if I say, or like maybe it's more like what problem you solve, right? Because in your industry, 
like a lot of in, in coaching and those those type of industry that applies to a lot of different people and a lot of different solutions a lot of different kind mm -hmm. of problems right like you mm -hmm. can help people with relationships you can help people with business you can help people with you know like it, it's very broad and in, in branding and marketing it's the same thing i can do logo design like but i can design website and brochure but the thing is when you start doing, going like that you're attracting first of all you're not attracting anyone <laughs> Because nobody has broad problems. Everybody has specific problems. Okay. Right. At least the ones that they want to solve, at least the ones they're willing to pay money to solve today. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I go to a party and I say, oh, you know, what I do is I work with these uh, people who, you know, don't really know their story. So I help them guide their story. And then the, through there, I, I help them with their brand story, brand strategy. And, the, and they're like, oh, that sounds cool. That's where it ends. But as soon as they say, hey, so what do you do? And, and I say, oh, I'm a web designer. Then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I know somebody who needs a website. Or, oh, I need a website. Like immediately you're going to start getting leads just by mm -hmm. being a lot more specific, right? Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and but even within there, there's also two groups within there. There's a mainstream audience and niche audience. For example, um, there are people who's already been to therapists, they've been to the circus, they know the healing, they've do, been doing self-help. And then there's people who's never even heard of, they don't even know what a life coach is. <laughs> okay. And these are two different audiences. So the way you have to serve, like one message is going to work for not for not work for the other. Do you understand what I mean? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. let's, let's try to figure that out. Like, um, if I were to say, and there, here's the thing. If I say, oh, I'm a web designer, everybody who comes for a website, they're going to need brand strategy. They're going to need all that other stuff that I talked about. It's just that it's not the thing they're looking for. Sure. So for you, I don't think anybody's going around thinking like, oh, I need a healing coach. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think they mm -hmm. they're saying like oh I need I need somebody to help me fix my relationship or I need somebody to help me fix my business. I need do, uh, there there's got to be a specific thing that they're um that they're stuck with. So what would you say that is? I mean there's this is the trick is that I feel like there's a few things that I help with. They're all That's connected fine. to yeah. survival mode conditioning, unconscious conditioning. Um, but they manifest as imposter syndrome. They manifest as self-sabotage or anxiety. But those are all people in business? These are all people who are leaders or healers in business, but more precisely people who are health coaches, mental health coaches, therapists. Got it. And they're struggling with their own stuff. And it's even more shameful for them because they should be healed. Right. And so there's the imposter. I, I created an imposter syndrome guide for a broader audience. Um, and I found that the therapists were getting it the most and taking the most action on it. And that's when I got really curious and just I, the more people I talked to, the more I understood it's even more painful to feel like you have healing work to be done if you're supposed to be helping other people heal. Do they know that though? Do they know that? They what do you mean? Do they know that they they do they know that they're not taking their own medicine? I think that it's up to me to help them see that. Yeah, so if you say that, then they're going to be like, "Oh, I don't need that." 
I don't need, I'm a, I'm a therapist. I don't need that. That's what they're going right, to say. Right, but they're the ones getting the guide, right? So. Yeah. No, no, but so what I'm saying I, is, if you word it like that, I'm a, I'm a healing coach for healing coach. Gotcha. Then they're going to be like, oh, I don't need a healing coach. I am a healing coach. That's what they're going to say, right? But if you say, mm-hmm. um, I help healing coaches up-level their business, or I help healing coaches get more business, something more specific like that, then they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I need that. <laughs> do you understand what I mean? I do. I do. Okay. So maybe like, uh, maybe you're, instead of like, I almost feel like you shouldn't call yourself a healing coach. <laughs> I, I feel like you should almost call yourself a business coach for healing coaches. Mm-hmm. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. you're helping. And I'm sorry. I know this is being recorded. I just like, if I don't write it down, I, I yeah, feel like I'm no like, not integrating it. But okay. Here's the thing that I'm attached to. I'm going to be really real with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I created a, a healing modality that's really powerful. Right. Like, I understand. The, I, yeah. I understand and so all of that. Like, like you know, I feel like it's so innovative what I what I did. And like, I understand. I'm <laughs> and that day will come. Special. <laughs> but I'm I'm attached okay. to that piece. I understand. Yeah. But right now, I don't think you're you should be selling that. Mm-hmm. And here's why. The way we build websites, the the way we do brand storytelling, the way we figure out their brand, like I basically have a three-hour therapy session with my clients. You know what I mean? So what I do is actually a lot like therapy too. Do you understand what I mean? What I do is I'm like, and I have a very special method of working to to get that brand story out and all of that, right? And I feel I, I have a very, very innovative thing, right? And I feel like what I'm doing is a lot of storytelling and things like that. But there's a, you know, people say what got you here won't get you there. There's some truth to that. Meaning, if Mel Robbins came out in the beginning and said, oh, I help people with anxiety and I help people with this and all of these other things, like people are going to be like, who the fuck are you? Right? Mm -hmm. But she Mm -hmm. made her name for herself with the five second rule, right? She became the five second lady, right? Like Jay Shetty made a name for himself as the guy who lived in the ashram for three three years, right? Um, mm-hmm. my, my client, Michael Brody Way, who talks about authenticity and all of that, he, he made himself as the drug addict who became a CEO, right? Mm-hmm. So in marketing, it's better to say one thing a hundred times yeah. than a hundred things once. Right. So therefore, you have to be known for one thing. And then at some point, and the way you get there is it doesn't look like, it, it doesn't, it's not like, so for example, for me, I just kept making websites, websites, and I call myself a web designer. I just kept, and I got all these clients, right? But then just through my work, people talking about me and things like that, I became, now as, at a certain point, people started coming to me and be like, oh, I really need help with my brand story. I really need help with my brand strategy, messaging, things like that, right? Mm-hmm. But if I started with that, I would have never gotten enough clients to actually get to the place where people ask for it. So the way it work, the way it looks in real life is you're going to say I, you know, I help I'm a 
I help healing coaches with their business, right? Because, and then you, you tell the story of like oh, a lot of healing coaches, therapists, and these type of people, they have, they're, they're great at what they do, but they have a hard mm-hmm. time building their business. So I, so I help them and blah, blah, blah. And once you get them, once you get them in the door <laughs> and they're there, then you start working through what you do. And then quickly they're going to see, oh, what you're actually doing is also healing coaching too. <laughs> right? And then you do, mm-hmm. that, you do that 50 times with 50 clients. Then you get to a point where, oh, like Rebecca does. And then once you have a name, then you can say whatever you want, right? What I always say is, at first, people come to you because of what you do. But then at some point, people come to you because of you. <laughs> and then it, what you do, and then that's when you can really start spreading your message. Okay. Do you understand what I mean? I do. I do. And I guess I just have a couple of questions um, mm. to get at this. Like, for example, like Mel Robbins, right? she became known for a mindset hack right mm-hmm. initially yeah and it's a very tangible and, thing right right and so i guess it's like if i were to, if i were to choose what i want to be known for it would be body mind healing like that that but doesn't that matter virus. what you're okay. going to be known for now is not going to is not going to be what you're known for 10 years from now okay do you understand what I mean? Right. I do. I, I, I do. just feel like this is what a lot of people don't like. Almost every like I, I work with a lot of like people in that space too, but also like freelancers, right? And no, mm-hmm. like you know what what I hate? Like you know the most successful people that I know in marketing, they call themselves a copyright. Like there's three people that I I can think of like off the top of my head that are uber successful, right? And, you know, they, they teach all of this other stuff. But in the beginning, they, called, they started out like Laura Belgray. She was known as a copywriter, right? She was actually known as Marie Forleo's copywriter, <laughs> even though she wasn't even Marie Forleo's copywriter, right? <laughs> because okay. she, did, she did a course with cop, Marie Forleo for copy cure, cure. So that's what, but it's okay. Once you get your name out through there, then you can start branching out, right? But you're never going to get to the place where you can even do that <laughs> until you get your name out there first, right? So mm-hmm. when I talked to, so the other day, uh, like a couple months ago, I had a podcast with this guy, Neville, and he's like a huge name in the copywriting space and the marketing and branding and all of that, right? And and what he does is not copywriting at all. Like maybe 1% of what he does is copywriting. The other one, everything else is more like business coaching, branding, like psych, like figuring out human psychology. So how do we message this and all of that, right? He doesn't actually sit and write copy, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. But that people call, people come to him like, oh, hey, I need a copywriter. And that's how that's how he got he got clients in the beginning, and that's what people came to. Hey, I need help with copywriting. And then as soon as you start working with them, you realize actually what you're doing is not copywriting at all. That's what everyone says. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. if he started out as, as like, oh yeah, what I do is what I do is I help brands with their strategy by using psychology to like blah 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 and all this 
vague message, nobody would ever came to him in the first place. So it's like, mm -hmm. I feel like an ego gets in the way of a lot of people that are starting out, mm -hmm. where everyone that's starting out, they're, they're looking at like, everyone that I know that starts out as a freelancer, they look at these huge agencies and they think that that's what they need to be doing because they're, it's because they're successful. But those huge agencies didn't get there that way. They had a different message in the beginning and then eventually they got there, right? And, and most businesses that you look at are like that. And the, when they first started, it was a completely different business. So what needs to happen is, you know, when I talk to those, all those brand strategists and blah, 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 like they don't, none of them want to call themselves a logo designer or none of them want to call themselves a web designer, right? Because I'm like, oh, I, do, I do much more than that. I'm not, a, I'm not just a web designer sounds so boring and plain, right? Like some low level job. Oh, uh, copywriter seems like, oh, that's, that's a low level job. I'm not, I'm not, what I do is much more complex than that. What I do, I understand all of that, but it's, that is, is that's not going to get you any clients. That's not going to get your name out there. Do you understand mm -hmm. what I mean? So we really I need do. to like drop that ego and, <laughs> and really figure out. Yeah, no, and it's not just about ego. It's like, it's some scarcity stuff of like, what about the therapists who just come to me wanting to heal and feel better and maybe help their clients differently? You, can, you think that like you're going to turn them away? That's never of stopped course. me from... <laughs> no, of course not. But it's just more of like, will they see themselves in, in me if I'm just a business coach for therapists and healers? I, I think this is what's going to happen. Every, uh, that, that's what everyone says, right? Like, um, when, when a freelancer starts out, they're like, oh, no, I don't want to, uh, they list all of their services and they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to lose no, this kind of, right? But what, what ends yeah, up happening I, I really, is. I really push back against niching for this reason. Like, I, yeah. Push I back against what? It. The concept of niching down because it's like, yeah. what about who I'm leaving behind? And I know we that feel it's. Like like, we're losing yeah. opportunity. Yeah. So, but what's happening is what I tell them is by doing that, you're attracting all the wrong client. The way you're going to get your name out there is working with big clients, big name clients. Okay. Like mm -hmm. the reason why Tony Robbins got to where he is, is because he worked with Al Gore. <laughs> okay. Now what those freelancers are doing is by doing that, what they're attracting is that mom and pop shop who just opened a restaurant, who needs a logo, who needs a brochure, who needs a menu, who needs a website, who needs all of that, right? Who needs photography, yeah. they, they're attracting them, right? Spotify has a logo, they have a branding team, they have SEO person, they have a funnel guy, they have all of that. All they're looking for is one expert in websites that can just do website, but they're the best at websites, right? Like. That's kind of what I realized. Like uh, in the beginning, I did the same exact thing, and all I was attracting was startups that need everything. <laughs> I wasn't attracting the top people that just needed a specific thing, right? So right now, what you have to go for is the 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 more higher level. You're obviously you're going to get a lot of lower mid level clients. But ultimately, what you want is you want a few clients that are up here who really wants to push their business, right? Or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like a coach that wants to really up-level their business or something like that. And once those that happens, 
like then your name is out there like then you can say oh i work with these this this clients do you understand what i mean but those mm-hmm. clients are not necessarily looking for so so i guess what i'm trying to say is you're missing out on the the best clients by trying to go after Catch all clients yeah yeah i get it and it's, also it's... that it never stopped me right like when people always came to me still like, hey, son, I love what you did. Uh, I love that video that you did for that. That the, Can you do the video for me? I'm like, I never mm-hmm. said I'm a video production company. <laughs> or like clients will come to me and they're like, oh, well, we don't have a logo. And then I'll still do their logo, right? It never stopped me. It's just that just because I don't talk about it on my website or just because I don't, like, most people don't see 80% of the work that we do. Do you know what I mean? They only see the 20% of what we do. doesn't mean we don't do. Like, when I say niche down or something like that, people think that, oh, I should, do you want me to turn away those? No, I don't want you to turn away those business. But mm-hmm. what's going to happen is when you get there, you're going to get so much business that you're not worried about missing a few here and there. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I mean, I'm literally taking my own medicine right now, right? Like, I'm here saying you need a coach, you need a business coach. And so I'm here being coached by you. <laughs> I guess what I, I would need, say I need, I need to hear I need to hear this medicine. <laughs> it's a little bit different. Like I think what you do is like um take more like taking action and and actually doing it. Like what I'm talking about is more in terms of messaging. So mm-hmm. I guess what you what you need to do is uh you like the way I would m- m- message that is, <laughs> I would say you know like healing coaches, therapists, like you know, uh, life coaches. Like these people are great at what they do, but they just don't know how to build a business. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and so and then and then say I work and 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 then you can go like you need that one liner, right? Yeah. Like, you know how, you you know, there's this coaches and blah, blah, blah. They're really great at, like, helping people, in, but they don't know how to build their own business. Well, that's where I come in, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then say, and then you tell the rest of the, and then if say, oh, can you tell me more? Like, oh, that, like, let's say you're in a, some networking party or some event or something like that. For, like, every time you go to Tony Robbins seminar or whatever, all of these places there's it's it's room full of coaches there right like whenever i go to like my clients events like gabby's event everybody there is trying to coach each other right <laughs> so so you know you start talking to them and they're gonna be hey so what do you do right and everybody's gonna be like oh i'm a life coach oh i'm a wellness coach I'm a blah, 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 blah. imagine you say hey you know how you know how like a, there are a lot of coaches there that, that are amazing at what you do like yourself but they just don't know how to grow their own business or they just don't know how to get to the next level. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I, I help them do that, right? Then, and then you can start explaining why, why you specifically work with healing coaches, therapists, and why you work with them, and why mm-hmm. your method works. Because, But yeah, until yeah. you say that first line, they're never going to ask that second line. You You froze for a moment, but I think you were just reiterating that, you know, leading with... They're so good at what they do, but they don't know how to build a business. Yeah. 
Okay. Or they don't know how to build. Or they're so great at helping other people, but they mm -hmm. suck at building a business. <laughs> Such a sun way to put it. <laughs> I, I, because I feel like when you say that, it almost it almost makes gives them permission to say it too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because a and lot I mean, of people feel have imposter syndrome. They don't want to say that, but deep down inside, they know it's true. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I, I have a little of my own imposter syndrome in this conversation. Like I'll be real because I'm, I'm still figuring some of it out myself. Like I'm, I'm confident in what I've built in terms of an effective method um, to just help people take action. Right. And, and, and create curriculum and all of that. Um, but, but that's why it's so important because when you say they suck at building a business, what they don't understand yet is that what you what you really want to say is they suck at listening to their own advice, right? But they they never want to say that. <laughs> they're mm -hmm. too scared to say that, right? Because it makes them, you know, that's why if you said if you word it differently and say they suck at running a business, then they're gonna agree with you. They're gonna be like, oh yeah, I'm 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 really good at, good at you know helping people like do all of like coaching and like helping people like make a difference. But mm -hmm. I'm just not a business person, right? Not knowing spoke... that <laughs> being a good business person requires them to actually take their own medicine. They don't know that yet. Do you understand what I mean? I connect it. Yeah. And I just spoke with a therapist today who I, I, I found them like saying they wanted to use their time well but then not knowing to, what to do with that time. And they were really garbled up around that piece of, of the work. And that was what was keeping them from up-leveling their business. Their business is up and running, but it's not where they want it to be. They don't have the following they want. They haven't created the, the course they want. And they fit really well in who you're suggesting I speak to right now. Yeah. Um, Another so good example is when I talk to other people that do what I do, like brand strategy, brand messaging, brand storytelling, storytelling coach or whatever. When I tell them and I say, hey, I can help you up-level your story. I can help you up-level your brand messaging and things like that. They're going to be like, oh, no, I don't need that. That's what I do, right? But if I say I can help you grow Instagram, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, I need that. Not knowing that the reason why they're not growing Instagram is because they're not. Do you understand what I mean? They're yeah, not listening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So this leads me to my other question, which is a membership that I'm working on rolling out. Okay. And I actually have a whole other Instagram page called Embody You, um, okay. like E M B O D I Y O U, and it's a brand that I built. And I, it was like kind of like a virtual body mind practice studio, yoga, qigong, yin yoga, oh, okay. meditation, all that kind of stuff. And it, I always envisioned it being more of like an online platform for recordings before people were even doing it. I dreamed of this up in like 2017, but it had a lot of traction. I built a little following and then had to close the studio because it was just too much work. Uh, it was kind of a burnout prospect. And I've been wanting to reinvigorate it. Oh, so you was alive? It was live? Say it again? It was, it was a live uh, It plus, was live, not, yeah. 
pre-recorded. Okay. It was live. It was just, you know, during the pandemic, everybody, it just felt like the time to start it was when everybody was all stressed out. It's like, let's offer affordable yoga. And it, it worked. It worked. It just didn't work for me um, from an operational standpoint. It was just too many classes to track on. Uh, the It wasn't scaled properly. Like I learned a lot about that. But I am looking at reinvigorating that brand. It is focused on body, mind, healing. And I have a a membership that I have created called Rewire and Thrive. And so this it's this idea of just like brushing our teeth, just like, you know, working out, like just like meditation, healing as a practice. And so mm-hmm. it's teaching this method of rewiring unconscious conditioning steadily on a regular basis. Um, and so I just wanted to like share the membership with you and yeah. talk about the pain points and just bounce yeah, all of it off yeah. of you. Well, I'm I'm in the middle of building my membership, so like I I can only tell you from the perspective of what what I'm trying so far. I'm mm-hmm. not like the membership expert, right? <laughs> so I think you're doing I'll, pretty I'll well. I'll do my best. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm looking. actually I'm learning a lot as I'm doing this, and I okay. I've actually done a lot of things wrong in the past year, where I'm learning now, and I, I'm I'm you know I'm making tweaks too. So, uh, so maybe we'll share ideas and stuff like that. (laughs) That sounds great. I appreciate the the qualification of your own imposter syndrome, but I would say that you've got a really powerful (laughs) membership. Uh, And what's funny is that January 1st, 2020, I created a Facebook group called co-regulation nation. So, you know, and is this all to embody you, the rewire drive? Yeah, yeah, Rewire and Thrive and Body, it's all, all the same thing. part of I, the same thing, okay. I wanted to just share with you that I have, I've had a nation. I built a nation myself um, mm-hmm. way back when. And we don't do much in there besides just check in weekly, send support. But that's the foundation for, it's a community that supports one another. There's a few hundred members. Um, and that's the foundation for- This is on Facebook group, you said? Yeah, it's a Facebook group. Um, is that a free group? It's a free group. It's a free group. And I'm planning to introduce a paid membership in there called Rewire and Thrive with this idea of, you know, I've surveyed the group over the years and the things that they want support on are like building healthier habits, healing their nervous system, you know, healing their attachment. How is it different from Embody You? Are you you kind of rid of Embody You and then renaming to Rewire and Thrive? basically or? rewire and thrive is just the the transformation that i'm offering at this level of membership okay so embody you is not that's kind of you're scratching that embody you is is going to be the hosting organization for this membership called rewire okay. and thrive you think it's just too many names yeah i, I think you just, we just need to be super, super super like one of the things that i'm realizing is that you know most of the people, like, you know, there are a lot of members. I would say majority of members at Night Owl Nation. Like, they don't even know the difference between Sunday service and small group and Monday masterclass. Like, it's just that people are not, they're busy living their life, right? So we need to simplify everything for them. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would literally simplify as much as you can to just, like, one thing, right? So, like, I'm, I'm guessing you do one-on-one coaching right now. Yeah. And then you have this community that this membership you want to build. Do you have anything else? 
so yeah, I have the one-on-one coaching through Rebecca B coaching, and then I have a community through embody you. Uh, and anything else other than that, any other I programs mean, or yeah. not that are related to this. No, I no. also have a consulting company that I just kind of created okay. at the beginning. Yeah. So like, yeah. I would just either call it embody you or rewrite and thrive. One of those things. I wouldn't have two different names for it because it's like, mm-hmm. you've already confused me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sure. Sure. Um, the the focus, and I hear that, and I'll sit with that. The focus here is on body-based healing. So it's essentially this method that I created that is powerful and effective um, to change your unconscious conditioning on a regular basis. So you're basically creating a whole new belief system and rewiring and retraining your nervous system at the same time. And so that's the transformation. And it's sort of like you were kind of talking about this at Sunday service, not in so many words, but you've seen those print shop signs where it's like, do you want it high quality? Do you want it fast or do you want it cheap? (laughs) Right. And so um, my my high ticket coaching is like high quality and fast and rewire and thrive is high quality and slower over time. It's dripped over time. It's also a place for people who've already done my high ticket stuff to just keep practicing, like continue to stay sharp on their rewiring skill set. And each month we'll be focusing on. But is it the same thing like your coaching and is the same thing, but it's just at different level. At different levels, two different audiences. Um, so, why do you think meaning, it's two different audiences? Well, it's two different brands that I was planning to offer it under. So, one of the things that I'm realizing, I mean, I, 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 I kind of knew it already, but I'm re-realizing, is that membership is a very different product than, like, let's say, coaching, group coaching, or yeah. even a course. Um, yes. It's it's so much harder to sell a membership. Like for example, it's for example, if I were to sell a hundred dollar one time course, that's a lot easier than selling a five dollar a month membership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 you're like, what? How, how is that possible? Right? Like, is like five dollar versus a hundred dollars, right? But I, if I do a launch. I would actually get a lot more sign up for that $100 course, one-time course, than, like, what I found shocking was I went to New York and I I, I, I spoke at uh, this mastermind group of 15 people. And then I realized three of those of those 15 people were part of Night Owl Nation. I didn't, I didn't even know who they were, right? But then they're like, hey, son, I'm part of your membership. I'm like, okay. But... All of them, none of them came to Sunday service. None of them <laughs> did uh, uh, went to join the small group and anything like that. And they say, "Oh yeah, like you know, like son, like if I feel like uh, if you had a, a three day workshop or something like that, I would definitely pay three thousand dollars for that." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> right? And that was like mind boggling to me. So I think so. So my new plan at Night Owl Nation is to do this. So at Night Owl Nation, when, when people come in and I just, boom, put them in there. Because Night Owl Nation is like practicing, right? Practicing storytelling every week. But mm-hmm. there are some basic stuff they have to learn first before they can start practicing. And I, every week I've been teaching this class called Storytelling Basics for every new member that comes in. 
I put them into mm-hmm. storytelling. Maybe you can, like I, I did one last night, maybe you can watch the replay. Mm-hmm. But it, that's a one-time class, an hour-long class, where I go through all the basics of how we practice storytelling. So I go through the whole, um, the five-second moment, why vulnerability works, and all of those basic stuff, and all the common mistakes people make. And one of the things that I talk about is, at Night Owl Nation, what we're doing is, I'm not trying to uh, give you a framework on how to do one thing, step-by-step one thing. What you're doing at Night Owl Nation is you're practicing storytelling by connecting the dots. And I, I talk about how, you know, the five-second moment is are these vivid memories in your life. And those vivid memories in your life happens because they're, they, they, it's an emotional trigger. And then by connecting all those dots in your life, the, all those dots in your life, those emotional triggers that happen, those are tiny little traumas. And they mm-hmm. define who you are. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, and then I give an example of how when you practice connecting the dots, right? When you go back and it's like, oh, that, that reminds me of this. And then you, you connect the dots of how your life comes through. That practice kind of carries out outside of the small group, outside of small, like you might be at the grocery, you might be at the park and then like, like a kid falls and then yeah, like, and that's And that's what I say. Like I want my clients to be like making a sandwich and thinking about a belief that they want to rewire and just go sit down and rewire it. Like I want it that integrated into who they are. Can you give me an example? Um, so an example would be something like, I deserve success, right? Like, why hasn't this happened for me yet? Maybe I don't believe that I deserve success. And so you just sit down, you test the belief in your body, you use the body-based techniques to figure out which part of you is holding you back. You give give them what they need. I describe it as like, you know, giving a memo, you know, it's like you give them the new memo that it, life is different now that they don't have to hold you and keep you pr- safe in a limiting way. And once that's out of the way, then we can charge ahead and get, and achieve the success that we want. Got it. So yeah, th- those kinds of beliefs hold us back on so many levels from taking action, from finishing stuff, um, from... Can you give me like a real life example of something that um, if yeah. I keep practicing like I'm going to get better at or something like that, I guess. Um, well, it's, let's see if I keep practicing, I'm going to get better at it. I think imposter syndrome is a great example because it's always showing up in different ways. Self-doubt is kind of an inherent part of growth. And so you're just trying to figure out what part of you is doubting at this moment, right? To, to just support yourself in not keeping you from taking action. Right. So that would be something where you just get a little more mindful, you get a little more aware, you get a little bit more skill, you get a little bit smarter at using the the logic based system to figure out which belief it is, how old it so was. So let's let's do like a role play, like an actual case scenario. So okay. uh you know, let's say right now I feel like ugh, like everyone at Night Owl Nation thinks this sucks and i i just have this imposter syndrome it's like it's not it's not growing Mm -hmm. and it's not doing anything right Mm -hmm. so what should i what what do i do at this point like what what is the practice that i would do if you're so it would be more like i would get curious about an action that you're not taking 
So like, what's something that you are not doing that would help improve the situation? Like when you're really honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. And then, so how, how does that practice work in your membership? How does that so, practice like, work? So, you, we, yeah. so, what, well, so we would get curious about what action that you're not doing, right? And then we would ask, we'd get curious about why, what you believe, and test that in your body and then do the healing work to, to rewire it. So that's the whole process. But we meet uh, twice a month to uh, Also, there's on- a live component. A live component, we, we talk about how to rewire. Uh, they learn the technique and we apply it to a particular theme for the month, like imposter syndrome, procrastination, um, self-sabotage of all kinds, uh, secure attachment. Um, so stuff like that. So I, what I would do if I were you is yeah. I would create a program because, like I said, it's much easier to sell a one-time thing than a... Like a lot of people are very, very wary of putting in their credit card and getting it charged every month, no matter how low the price is. (laughs) Do you understand? That's why I think it's easier for me to sell a $99 course than a $5 a month membership. That's interesting. Okay. Because people people have, maybe it's like a traumatic thing where they have um, put in some credit card number and it's been charging them $10 a month and they forgot about it and it's been charging them for years. Like, Maybe it's something like that, but they're very, very, I mean, it really, it's kind of an evergreen coaching program, honestly, because it has, I've been just building so much curriculum. So I have um, setting your foundations for success. I have how to rewire, healing 101, how to find your purpose. Like I have all of this little baby mini courses that people are going to have access to in the membership. So it's sort of like above and beyond just, um, the technique, like yeah, how to apply it. They're, they're it's still going to be a hard sell up front because okay. the only thing they're thinking is like, oh, I have to pay every month. Right? But you, I mean, I got to call you on this because I feel like you're encouraging everybody to do memberships, but you're. Yeah, you're yeah, no, I do. And, okay. and so this is how I want you to do it, though. So this is okay. how I'm, I'm changing it. Um, okay. So, you know, people that. So the people that go to that storytelling basics class, they understand mm-hmm. the value of practicing. But before that, they don't understand it. And the reason why they understand it is I give them that example, right? Like just like you gave me an example of like how would I handle that imposter syndrome situation? I give mm-hmm. them an example of how like, okay, here's a, here's a, uh, something that we, I, I do in a, on a small group. Let's say I say, oh, five second moment it's like ugh, I, you know i i was so scared i never went to look at my bank accounts because i was so scared to look at it because and then i i say oh i'll do just some fuzzy math in my head and blah 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 and then when i as soon as i said that another small group member said oh my god i do that i i stopped looking at my scale because i was gaining weight and i it was the same thing right that connection and this i so i saw the i showed the value of what what the small group does or that kind of session does so they understand, okay, so that's what it does. And then I say, when, but when you start doing that enough, when you start connecting the dots between that enough, what you're going to do is you're going to go out in the park and you're going to see uh, that kid fall. And immediately, like, oh, that reminds me of this, this TV show I saw where these people were ignoring the waiter because they wanted to see what everyone else on the table does. And that reminds me of this time when I was on the subway 
somebody put out a took a cigarette, put it in their mouth, and started smoking it, and nobody said anything because they were just looking at what I, somebody else is gonna say. So mm-hmm. every day in your life, when you keep practicing this, you're gonna start seeing that, and then. Mm-hmm. What that does is that gets them to be like, oh, yeah, I, I can see how that can happen. Right. right. Just like when you said to me that, okay, what, 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 is, what are you not doing in, in order to help? Yeah, you're learning. And, yeah, so my method is you're learning to look at your life differently. You're learning to look at life as school. And, like, yeah. what can I learn about what I'm doing and what I'm not doing? Yeah. What, am, what can I learn about the things that I'm doing that make the least sense, that hold me back the most, right? Like. Yeah. And so the presumption that I, that I teach is like, we're just, we're set up to protect ourselves. We have to assume that every part of us loves us. And like, there's no like nefarious mustache twisting part of us that's sabotaging ourselves on purpose. We're just trying to stay safe. And so when you take that assumption, you really integrate that assumption, you can start changing your life in really profound ways by looking I want you to time. always give specific examples or do okay. role play. Because uh, like, so, go ahead. Whenever you give examples, that's when people are gonna be like, "Oh, yeah, I see why I need that." Like exactly when you ask me, like, "Okay, where is that?" When I said what I'm, my imposter syndrome is bringing me, and then right. you tell me like, "Oh, like, whatever that What's is." What's it keeping you? From- yeah, what is it keeping you? Like, what is the thing you're not doing, or something like that? Like then immediately I was like, "Oh, yeah." Like even if like on a Zoom call when you're with people, you do a role play with somebody like that, right? That gives them an example of like, oh, yeah, like I can see myself in doing the same thing or something like that. That they're going to be like, and then if you say, you see what just happened here? Like Mm -hmm. when you do this exercise over and over and over every week, you're going to get to a point where it's second nature that, you know, like instead of waiting for months to hold back, you know, waiting for months for you to like hold back and not do that thing, you're going to catch yourself mm-hmm. doing it right away. And this is how it's going to help you. It's like building muscle or something like yeah, that. Yeah, your right? cycle gets shorter. I do yeah. talk about that, like your cycle of, of like getting stuck or falling down, coming back up, that shortens. So that's helpful. De- definitely talk about that. But what I want you to do is do all of that. And but create a separate product for it. And this is a finite, right. it's not a monthly membership, but it's like maybe a, a one-time group coaching session or one time or or maybe like a a session, maybe a four-week thing where once a week you meet, or maybe it's a 12-week mm-hmm. It doesn't matter, but it's a finite thing. You pay once, <laughs> there's a finite price for it. And so maybe it can be a, either a, a one-on-one coaching like you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Or do you have like a, is it a timeline? Your coaching is like, is there a set timeline? Yeah, like I have um, a, a, a journey, six-month journey with me. Yeah. But a question for you. Um, I had an idea for a program where it was a particular transformation. Um, and then the option to on-ramp into. Yeah, that's exactly what I want you to do. That was my idea this morning. And, okay. That's Um, what I'm going to do. Okay. So I'm going to extract the storytelling basic course as a one-time $100 course. 
Okay. Right. And then once they come to that course, uh, you know, I'm going to, in that course, they're going to see all of everything that I just said. Right. And mm -hmm. my goal is that by end of that course, yes, they learn all the storytelling basics so that I can pl plop them right into Night Out Nation and they're not lost. But another thing is, they're, it's going to be clear to them why I need to, they need to join Night Owl Nation. Make it clear that they need the practice. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of like, uh, um, yeah, it, it's kind of like, it's clear to me why I need to join a yoga, yoga studio rather than, because I know that if I do it on my own, I'm just never going to do it. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. But then I know that if I'm showing up every week or something like that, that that's going to drive me to do it or whatever it is, right? Yeah. So make it clear that, so by the time, like maybe you can watch that class from last night. By the time you go through this one hour class by the end, it's going to be crystal clear that, oh, like, okay. Like what I learned right here in today's class is gold. But the real gold mm -hmm. is <laughs> if, I, if I practice it. Okay, so watch it for the principles, but also watch it for the approach that you're taking. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I, okay. And the reason why I think the the people feel like, oh, I need I need the practice, is because mm -hmm. I give so many specific examples. So, could I run the pain points that have come up with past yeah. you? Yeah, sure. Because you, I watched the Sunday service and. You said, um, like, what are they most afraid of? This like, week? they're deep. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's for your sales fear. page. So that's a separate thing. That's for your okay. sales message. That's for your self sales page, your sales message. Right. As opposed to content marketing, which is more storytelling. Yeah, is the, that what you're saying? No, the stuff that we just talked about, like, separating out that one, extracting that part and making it into its own course or program mm -hmm. so maybe let's say you you do a, a a program called you know let's say you do a four-week program where you meet once a week and it's a mm -hmm. it's a group session so maybe there's 30 people there or something like that so people pay 200 dollars or 300 dollars, and you get in, in a group and you get on a zoom call for four weeks and you teach them right and then do a little bit of a hot seat session there too and then yeah. at the end of that four weeks, you roll them into your membership, right? But they're kind of getting a little preview of what that what they're going to be doing in the membership while they're in that program, right? It's going to be a much easier sell than okay. try to get them right in there. The vulnerability thing story that we talked about, that's more of a marketing message to get them in the door. Because <laughs> it, it's, it's one, before people spend even a dollar with you, they're in one set of mindset. Once they join mm -hmm. your program, they're in another set of mindset. Right. And then you got to get them into a different set of mindset. So every step of the way, you're selling something. Right? right. So the vulnerability thing is all the way in the first layer. Like these are complete strangers who doesn't even know you. How are you right. going to sell them? Yeah. Yeah. And so the pain points that I, I realized that struggling with imposter syndrome, anxiety, self-sabotage, like the deepest fear is some form of public, like some form of public humiliation, whether it's rejection, whether it's being found out as like not healed enough, um, public criticism. So the reason people procrastinate so much or just being ignored or abandoned. Um, 
or like being shunned and becoming lonely. Like they're, they're, these are like deep things. So let's say I'm a healing coach Mm -hmm. and I'm struggling with my business. Um, Mm -hmm. What do you think is the thing that I'm most afraid to admit? Afraid to admit struggling with my business. I don't know what I'm doing. I think that's the thing. Or like, am I, am I even worthy of doing this? Something like it that. It could be that. It could be that. Like, but it's either or, or like, who am I, who am I to do this? Right. Capability or worth. Who am I to do this? I don't know what I'm doing. Um, like it has to be something that as soon as you say, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yes. Like, for example, one of the things that I, people love when I say is that <laughs> I have imposter syndrome every week. So when I show up on Sunday service and I see those tiles of people and and, and I just see them like this. Right. right? Yeah. You're, <laughs> and you're I'm like, yeah, yeah, these people hate me. Like, uh they don't like me. They don't like, you know, they, they, they're, they're going like, oh, who the fuck is this guy? Like, like I already heard this before or like something like that. All those things are going through my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that call, I, I have another call right after Sunday service for a small group leader meeting. And then, you know, right after I end Sunday service, I'm thinking, thinking that oh, this is not working. Like that, that was so, that was terrible. And like, and then I go into the small group leader meeting and people start going like, son, that was so amazing. Thank you so much. Like all of those things. Right. And then that's mm-hmm. like, okay, it was all in my head. <laughs> right. But it's that right. small group leader meeting is what makes me get out of that. Right. But if it wasn't for that, I'll probably be sitting there for the rest of the day thinking like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know, like for me, it's like if you were my client, I would get really curious about what part of you is saying that, so that you don't have to suffer through the entire Sunday service before you get to 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 the small group, right? It's like that's the piece of like getting curious about what's happening now and why, right? Yeah, I guess. Uh, I guess because you know, a lot of times it's like. Um, but so these are the things that maybe you have to talk about. Like a lot of times it's like, oh, I already said this before. Mm. Like they're, they're probably thinking like, oh, you already said this before. Like, you know, or, or something like, uh, I already know this stuff. Right. Or maybe something like, um, what else? Maybe like I, uh, sometimes it's like, oh, I, I think I confuse them or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, like, I mean, but I like now I'm at a point where I'm comfortable with it. I mean, I mean, I've been it's it's been a year. Mm -hmm. So it's I still get that feeling when I see those faces. And but then I guess like I've learned. I learned how to ignore it Mm -hmm. for the most part, (laughs) because I just. Yeah, I I, I do think like. I do think that part of the healing with imposter syndrome and and self-doubt that I've been leading people through is understanding that it's just a sign of growth um, and learning to to work with it. Um, But it sounds like what I'm hearing you say is 
I just need to be more specific with stories and to sell the membership. I'm better off starting with a targeted transformation like secure attachment, like imposter syndrome, um, like a four week journey. Yeah. Um, like I, exactly what I said. Yeah. In your vulner in your sales message, if you had some said something like, Hey, you know, like, <clears throat> Like, does this sound like you, right? Like when I first started coaching, um, there are days when I'm like, oh, this is revolutionary. This is going to be so helpful. And I, I just jump off this coaching call with this client and she's like, oh, you know, that was so amazing. Thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. But then, you know, you, you do it long enough, you know, like the next week you might feel like you might see somebody else like talking about something or, or you might see somebody else who's like really uh, killing it. <laughs> Somebody that started before you <laughs> who's like killing it now and they just talk about their million dollar launch or something like that. And you're going like, what am, am I doing something wrong? Why? <laughs> like maybe what, <clears throat> maybe what I'm doing is not right. Or maybe something like, uh, like I feel like I'm saying the same shit over and like, I feel like I'm not, I don't have anything different. Mm. Like, you know, like those, those things come to my mind and I, I'm just like, that kind of gets me down. So I'm not as productive anymore. I'm like, why bother? Right. <laughs> and then I, and then I start pulled, putting, putting things off. I like something that I was going to do. I was excited about now I'm pushing it away or something like that. So I would, if I were you, like, I want you to get vulnerable first and talk about those things, things that you've done mm -hmm. as a, as a result of imposter syndrome, right? And that's going to be really yeah, hard because you're the expert, <laughs> right? You're supposed to be the expert. Well, I mean, I shared really, you know, honestly a, a few weeks ago about even just putting business coaching in my name, right? I think you saw that post of like, I, I had to get over my yeah. own imposter syndrome just to allow myself to step into the thing that people are asking of me. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I delayed starting finishing school with the healing stuff for over a year because of my own imposter syndrome. Cause like, who am I to bring something not as a therapist, right? Like I had so much imposter syndrome that I had to get over talking about healing while not being in the profession. Um, yeah, I've had to overcome a lot of it. So what, what would you say to somebody really like that? Let's say somebody's going like, like, who am I? There's like, there's a million other people talking about this. What, why should I even bother? What would you say to them? If that's their imposter syndrome. If that's their imposter syndrome, I would say, I, I mean, for me, I would say, who's that? Who's saying that? You know, how, like, who, who, who is your Greek chorus made up of? Who used to criticize you or bully you? Right. Because those those voices are always they always start out outside of us mm -hmm. and then they become this internalized. I call it the Greek chorus. So I would say get curious about where that came from. I would send them to their journal. You know, I would send them to my method. But if I was just helping somebody for free, I would just say, like, get your journal out and answer the question. Who's asking? Right. Says who is sort of my short, short hand. Um, says who? Says Maybe it's who? because like. They, they see other people, they see other people's content. They go to other people and, and they're like, oh, like, uh, right, but 
Right. The reason that there's root to why they're comparing themselves, right? And it's that Greek chorus that's saying you're not good enough. You better measure yourself up. There, it all the root of it is the Greek chorus, and so it's like says who, what are they saying, and why? Um, it it helps. Do you think that's like? Because I think it, this is a very tangible thing that people do, where they, they let's say they're teaching something, mm. right? And then they see somebody else teaching the same thing, like somebody who's even more more successful than they are. And they're like, oh, that person's already teaching it. Why do I need to teach it? Like, why, why wouldn't my students just go to them? Do you understand what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's like a very mm-hmm. logical concern that people have, actually. I right. don't know if that's related yeah. to imposter syndrome or not but right i mean and that's like the grocery store analogy of like you know have you gone to the grocery store and looked at how many kinds of bread there are like there's room for your course or there's room for your voice and nobody if somebody was saying who do you think you are like the other medicine i would say is like nobody can say it the way that you are going to say it right and i think that's what you help people do too is a storytelling you know, yeah, expert. so that, that's what I mean. I, I almost feel like you need to, that has to be in there. Like, it's, yes, you and that person is have teaching the same thing. Mm-hmm. But how are you doing it different than them, right? Mm-hmm. And, and for some reason, in your mind, you think that the way you do it is not <laughs> as good as what, how they do it. Now, who is saying that? Then that makes mm-hmm. much more sense, right? But if you just jump from here to here, then it's kind of like, do you know what I mean? I do. Yeah. Because remember that the people that you're talking to are, don't know the stuff that you know. So I think you, you, you're going to have to constantly remind them. Makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah, it's yeah. It's so funny because, like, you know, like I get so many people that message me, and the people that are looking at my content and going like, like, son, like I thought, I thought I was doing a really good job and things like that, but then I come across somebody like you. And, and I'm like, what am I doing, right? Like I, I, and these are people that have like a million followers mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that are like killing it, right? So I think when I see that, I'm, I feel like everybody has imposter syndrome, like even those people. Well, we're <laughs> you know always I mean? growing. Right. I, I just yeah. think it's like, like rings on a tree, you know, to get to the next ring, you've got to doubt yourself between one ring and the next. Like, I just yeah. think it's the natural part. But it only really is a problem when we, when it paralyzes us, when it keeps us from taking action, um, or when it makes work suck. When it like when your voice of doubt that you shared, like when it's so strong that it's like paralyzing and uncomfortable, and you just hate the yeah. whole process. When you're not enjoying your work, or when you're not doing your work, those are the times to get so uh, really invested in in rewiring imposter syndrome. So what I want you to practice is two things or one thing. So draw a clear picture of when either you did that or somebody else, somebody's doing that, right? So for example, mm-hmm. like I, I might be like, oh, 
you know, I just get off a coaching call and I'm, when you, you know, usually when people get off a coaching call, they're at their highest, right? And they're, they're like, at that moment, just, I just want to keep, I want to keep doing, I want to keep building my business. I'm like, oh, this, I'm making a difference and I feel confident. Mm-hmm. I feel right. But then, so, so that's you at your peak and that's where, that's where you want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can say like that, you know, what, you know, like, how do you feel when you get off of your coaching call with the client and you know, you just help that person and, you know, like, mm-hmm. how does that feel and how does, what, what does that make you want to do? And like, so draw a picture of that for them so they can mm-hmm. visually get there in their mind. And then the second part is now draw a picture of like, <laughs> you know, and then now, now think about like when you haven't talked to a client for a while. And you're just like scrolling through other people's feet and you're just like going and trying to watch YouTube videos of how other people are doing what you do and trying constantly like, oh, like, oh, maybe, maybe that's what, what I'm not doing. Oh, maybe that's, maybe I should try that. Oh, maybe like, maybe I'm doing it wrong. Maybe I should do it like that. And like a few mm-hmm. days of that and you, you, you just bring yourself down this rut of like, what am I even doing? Like, I just went through a thousand different people who do what I do and they're doing it better than me. What am I even doing? What, you know, and when you're in the state and then, and then think about how you are in that state. Like, are you doing, like, are you doing, are you going through your to-do list? Are you doing those things that you said you're going to do? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when you draw a clear picture of two different states and then you say, okay, my job in this membership or in your program is to constantly get you out of this state and get you in this state. Right. right. Then right. people are going to get it. Then, then they're going to be like, Oh yeah, I, I can see the practical. It's not the imposter syndrome, but it's, it's, it's what, which energy state I'm in. Yeah, no, I mean, I feel like that's a great visual that I can work with in reels and, and stuff like that of just showing the transformation. So you, so you want me to work on the two states? Maybe that, that should be your sales page for, for that product that you're trying to sell. It should be like, like a lot of times when, when I do sales page with my, like, this is one thing that we did for Gabby. Like it says, um, and the first part is going to be like all dark background. (laughs) Okay, mm-hmm. of a picture of you, um, picture of somebody like in the bed with their phone, right? In the dark room, mm-hmm. like scrolling or something right. like that. And then the the, te- the copy, it's like all dark background. And the copy says like, um, like picture this, right? You're sitting there, you haven't, you haven't been going through your to-do list. You've been, you know, you've been scrolling at, you know, feed of like your competitors or whatever. And you see, uh, so-and-so just did a million dollar launch. So-and-so just got all these testimonials and all of that. And so-and-so is saying this message, which basically is a version of what you're saying too. Right. And, um, and, and that, you know, and you're at, like, that just brings you down the road asking yourself, like, why, why am I doing this? What am like, like, what are, what are they doing that I'm, what do they have that I don't have? Like, I don't, am I even, should I even be doing this? 
Like mm-hmm. I should it's just super relatable. Yeah. I should just give up. Um, all my friends think that I have my own business. Like that I'm I'm the I'm the entrepreneur that quit my job to do this. My friends think that you know I'm doing well, but actually they're doing much better than me. Like and all of those things, right? So draw a clear picture of that. And then the next part is white background. You like on your coaching call on the Zoom, or somebody with on their coaching call with their Zoom, like very bright. And then say, now imagine this. Like now picture this, like you just got off the call with your client and you're at your highest, like you just helped this person that this person is going like, thank you so much. You helped me find so much clarity and blah, blah, blah. And like now, and you know, you're, you're literally, you know, walking on clouds, right? Like thinking, oh, this is what I was meant to do. This is what I, 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 your confidence is at high and you just want to knock through your to-do list and just get everything done, right? And then like your sales message message should come after that. After you clearly drawn those two pictures. Because then Mm -hmm. you can say, compare and be like, you know, do you think you're going to be able to grow your business when you're constantly in this state of mind? Right. Versus in this state of mind. Like imagine you're in in this state of mind for a year and then now you're in this state of mind for a year. Where do you think you're going to be after a year? You're going to be at a completely different place. And that's the reason why some people succeed and some people don't, or something like that. And my and my program, my my membership program, is to constantly keep you in this state of mind, rather than here, or something like that. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here today, Rebecca. Thank you. I think uh, I think you you helped a lot of people probably see like what this because this is like a very typical session. Mm-hmm. of how I work with clients. So I think you, uh, it was, it probably is very helpful for people. So good. I hope it's a reality Thank you for, being for, here. for not just for me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, this is what I go through with every client. So <laughs> it's not definitely not just you. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening everyone. And I will see you all next week and cheers. Bye Rebecca. Bye. Bye everyone. Thank you.